Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, where we don't take from insurance companies. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan Comstock and Mr. Ben Duinay. This podcast is sponsored by BoomCloud Dental Membership Software, www.boomcloudapps.com, and Veritas Dental Resources, www.veritasdentalresources.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast. I am your co-host today, Jordan Comstock. With me, I got Mr. Ben Tune. Ben, what is up, dog? What's up, Jordan? <laughs> Forgive me. I'm I'm suffering from a flu slash cold or something, so I'm not going to be 100 percent today. And you came on the show today. <laughs> you know, you're freaking you're committed, dude. <laughs> I haven't stopped working. I've been working all over the weekend and uh that's the best way to, to kick something, man. Like you feel sick, you just gotta keep going, just you keep know. Grinding. <laughs> a lot of people think I'm stupid, but honestly, I feel much better today. Yesterday I was so sick, but I had I have so much church responsibility that I just couldn't neglect. I'm like, no, I'm I'm committed to that stuff. I gotta get that stuff done. And my wife was just beating saying, You stay in bed. And I'm like, No, I can't. Yeah, I, I totally go. I totally ditch out. That's what I would do. I don't know why you did it. Whatever, dude. <laughs> So today, I don't want to burn in hell is the reason why. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So today we have an awesome guest, another uh, uh, Utah. Um, his name is a- Aaron or Aaron. <laughs> Aaron Boone. And, and um, he's from MVP Mailhouse. Uh, I've known Aaron for quite some time. We've uh, uh, got together in the, in the past years ago um, and collaborated on some uh, projects. But Aaron grew up milking goats on his family's small farm. He played he played pro football for nine years, uh, organizes global humanitarian projects. He's fluent in Spanish, and for the last seven years has pioneered analytics-based dental direct mail, which is pretty cool, and that's the topic that we're going to be talking about today on, on marketing with direct mail. Welcome to the show, Aaron, or A-A-Ron. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be on. Thank you. Yeah, dude, that's we're, impressive, we're Aaron. Nine yeah. nine years in the NFL is yeah, impressive. Dude. Most people, you know, I, what, what's the average? Three well, years. Well, let me clarify that it wasn't it wasn't nine years. Although it, oh. I did play nine years professionally, I played in uh, NFL Europe for a few seasons in Germany. Oh, wow. um, I started out with the Dallas Cowboys, and my only real claim to fame. So this, is, if I had I lasted nine years, I would definitely not have to get a real job. I would have been rich and famous like Tom Brady, but uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> but I did uh, start out with the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, yeah, Tony Romo and uh, Jason Witten were my roommates during uh, training camp. That's my only claim to fame. We were all rookies together. And nice. um, then from there, yeah, I went to Chicago. I went to the Carolina Panthers. I played in NFL Europe, and then uh, Bon Jovi was my boss. I played arena football for nice. a couple seasons. Um, and I lived in Philadelphia, and then Utah got a team, and I was able to come back home and play my last few years for a team called the Utah Blaze at the time in the oh, Arena yeah. Football League. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I had a blast. Play, so, got to play uh, a long time and make a living doing it. And then um, reality sunk in. I had to get a real job, so here <laughs> I am. And you stuck with dentistry, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, some, yeah. <laughs> some history for you, Aaron, for uh, the Utah Blaze. 
when I worked at the, my dad's dental lab, we used to make those guys all custom night guards or not night guards, uh, really? mouth, mouth guards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The mouth faces. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure I probably have one. In fact, I yeah, was actually yeah. looking for one last night because I keep getting this TMJ stuff. My teeth are, I'm, I'm a, I don't know if it's just overworked or what, but yeah, I've been having these jaw issues and my father-in-law's a dentist and he's like, just go find one of your old mouthpieces. So I was actually <laughs> looking last night for probably one you guys made me. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. So we, we did those every year with, with, uh, one of our local uh, dental practices here in Utah, uh-huh. they had the contract, and then we had the contract with the practice. And yeah, we did we did uh, blaze mouth guards for, for oh, years. That. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny, dude. So you but, know, the, you know, what, a, a fun, interesting fact about Aaron is he's probably the only guest on this podcast that has a Wikipedia profile. <laughs> yeah, we Google got... Aaron Boone. <laughs> you can find him you'll get the, you'll, Well, clear that up too, Ben. First, you will get the baseball player that's much more famous for the Yankees. Then, if you type in Aaron R. Boone, you actually find this small section about me. Well, you, you were the first one that came up. So you were born really? January oh, really? 13th, 1978, age 41, Provo, Utah. <laughs> High school is Fillmore, Fillmore, Utah. I mean, everything's on here. Just throw my social security number out there too. Your social, your zip, your your passcode for your bank account. Wow, everything's on here, man. (laughs) Like we're talking to a celebrity right here. (laughs) Far from my friend. Far from a celebrity. (laughs) And now, Aaron, you're up. You're up in Heber now, right? Yeah, live up in Heber. Uh, we moved up here about six years ago, and um, yeah, just um, really love it. My wife's like borderline hippie. She loves the mountains and rock climbing and and uh, anything backpacking related or just outdoor related. Uh, she loves dirt, so this is was dirt. a great place for us. And yeah, we're we're trying to come out of hibernation. This winter's been a pretty uh, brutal one up here. Yeah, but I bet up excited there, man. for spring. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would be too excited for spring if I were you. <laughs> So cool. Let, let, <laughs> let, let's get into it. So you're the expert in, with direct mail. Um, you know, I've known you for, for a few years now, and it seems like you've you've dedicated your skill set on on helping practices optimize direct mail, and uh, mm-hmm. especially the analytic based direct mail. I, I'm I'm interested in having you speak on that with our uh, audience. But um, today I want to talk about um, a lot of my practices that I work with at Boom Cloud, a lot of a lot of them are interested in using direct mail marketing to grow their dental membership programs. So I, I do want to, you know, talk a, a, a portion of um, or pick your brain for the portion of the interview today on how practice can use direct mail marketing uh, to grow their dental membership program. So give us some tips here. Give us some pointers on that. Yeah, well, right. So just, you know, take a little bit of a step back just in marketing in general. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had it. Oh, sorry, what was that? I just said, yeah, go ahead. Me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. So yeah, to kind of take a little bit of a step back is, you know, as I look at marketing, as I've worked with practices across the country, I've, I mean, I've literally talked with thousands of offices over the years. And we're, you know, our business model is pretty simple. I, I want to do one thing for one industry and do it ridiculously better than anyone else. Yeah, I love um, that. You know, there, there's a there's a lot of marketing companies out there that do a little bit of everything. They do some things better than others. I just want to do one thing and just blow it out of the water. And and that's kind of our business model that we approach direct mail. You know, people always ask, why don't you get in online? Why don't you do SEO or websites? And I keep kind of coming back to this this that just I just want to blow people away when it comes to what we do in in this space because I do believe in other forms of marketing absolutely you should have a great online uh, 
uh, strategy and yeah. website and all these other things that go along with it. I'm, I don't live under a rock. Some people, <laughs> you know, isn't that archaic? Do, do people still do direct mail? And, you know, surprisingly, as I've tracked results over the last, you know, six, seven years, result, as these rates continue to, uh, response rates continue to grow um, for a number of factors that are happening out there. But direct mail is alive and well in 2019, and it's it's doing exceptionally well for offices. Um but to kind of dive a little bit into that is is how there you know there's I look at a dental practice and as an office you know grows some of the limitations in in growth are if you're just relying on uh, you know people to find you uh, that's that's dangerous and I always yeah. tell every office I talk to your number one source of new patients. Um, should be really internal, that you're getting referrals and you're growing and you're taking care of people that come into you. That's good, right? You're taking care of people. Yeah. Um, the beauty of marketing and specifically direct mail is I can get you in front of new networks of people, mm -hmm. people that don't know your current patients. Because if your patients are out there referring you, that's great. But what about the people that don't know your patients? And yeah. that's that's where we uh, really specialize, and and I've spent years uh, of working in this and mailing over a hundred million postcards and tracking the results of every one of them, every wow. call that comes to the office, uh, the homes that we're targeting, different designs, different times of the year, different weeks within a month. How do you mail around holidays? How, I mean, there's there's a lot to it that people yeah. just kind of. Ignore rush it. over and just say, yeah. "Hey, let's just design a card and throw it out and there and it see out. what sticks." And I think that's where you know the devil's really in the details of of how you can piece this together. And because every little thing has a percentage attached to it. Yeah. And my background in sports taught me, you know, if you've if anyone's seen Moneyball out there with Brad Pitt, one of my yeah. one of my celebrity crushes, um, <laughs> they. <laughs> he talks, you know, it's it's about analytics. And, you know, when I got out of uh, football and, and got into to marketing, I was surprised, you know, these, these docs are spending all this money on marketing and they have no idea if they had one call or a hundred calls. Mm -hmm. There was no accountability. Yeah. And um, that's where we've evolved, uh, you know, a really analytical based approach to because every one of these has a, a, a statistic or an analytic behind it the day of the week that you hit homes. Was the phone call even answered when it hit your front desk? Where are you pushing more, uh, you know, in-house type plans? Are you pushing uh, just uh, uh, for for insurance type patients or fee for service patients? I mean, every offer that you put on a card will drive a different type caller. Mm -hmm. So, sorry, I, I feel like I'm a little long-winded here. But, no, no, um, this is great. This is great. There's there's some really great information and and strategy behind all these things. And if an office is doing direct mail, let's say even on their own. And they have any level of success, man. That's then I feel like I can totally blow it out of the water from what they've done. And then on the flip side of it, I have a lot of offices. You know, sometimes I'll call them. Have you ever done direct mail? Ah, uh, you know, a couple of years ago when I first opened up, how did it do? Ah, uh, not so well. And my first question always is, well, which part didn't work? <laughs> and this is where I kind of people step up on their, uh, you know, are on their heels a little bit. Well, which part didn't work? Was it the design? Was it the size of the card you mailed? Was it the homes you targeted? Was it the day of the week you hit homes? Was it the calls came in and your front desk didn't answer them or did a really poor job on scheduling them? Yeah. You see what I mean? There's yeah, so many there's so variables. Many or did they come in? Yeah. Or did they not show up for their appointment? Or did they show up but not accept treatment? So what I've tried uh, you know, to build is, is I want a, a, an all-inclusive solution that makes this really easy. For a dentist that doesn't have time to think about 
the details of these things yeah because we do and we've thought through them all and we've worked through them all over the years uh, in refining this process so so wh- there's a short elevator or a long elevator pitch <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah the 13 floor elevator pitch um what <laughs> what um when you talk about analytic based uh, direct mail what what are some of the what are the main metrics that you're tracking for the practices. I, you mentioned a few, just barely, but what what are the what are the main metrics that you're looking at to for success to understand success? Yeah, great question. So, um, you know, it, it's our job to get the phone to ring, right? If I can't get new patients calling, well, then obviously something's not working on the front end. Either the design we're mailing, the piece that we mail, um, is is not engaging enough to get a response or, or something happening there. So number one metric is how many opportunities are we bringing to that office? Okay. Every one of our postcards has a unique local call tracking number on it. Uh-huh. So when a homeowner gets the card, they call the number on it. It rings right to the office seamlessly. For those that don't understand call tracking, rings right to your office seamlessly. Your front desk answers the call just like any other call. They don't, they don't know the difference from any other place until they ask, how'd you hear about us? And they say the postcard. So every call is recorded, number one. Then where it gets really cool is within 24 hours, my team actually listens to that recording. We listen to 100% of the calls that come to our offices. Um, it's not that exciting, I promise. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like, that's like <laughs> makes it easy for you to take a nap during the day. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not that exciting. But now just the postcard calls. I don't listen to your main line and stuff oh, like that. Okay, just okay. the postcard calls. Okay. So, yeah. So, these are all new incoming calls. Someone that got the postcard or, or the, the mail piece that we mailed, they call from it. It rings right to the office. And we look at it for a couple of things. We listen to them because here's the thing. How can I give you advice? If I don't know if you had one call or a hundred calls, right? Yeah, uh-huh. Like we're, we're, we're blind. It, it's, it's, it, it would be awesome for the, the marketing company if there was no accountability, right? <laughs> like it's like playing yeah, pro football and they're paying you, but they don't look at your stats. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, be uh, great. I, I'd take a million dollars and they don't look at my stats. <laughs> so awesome. it, there's, there's some variables. So that's number one is opportunities coming to the office. Number two is if they schedule on that recording, we we jot down everything that happened on that call. So did somebody schedule? What's their name, date of appointment? And this is helpful because you would be surprised how many times we listen to recordings and the front desk will say, well, great, Tiffany, how'd you hear about us? Oh, I drive past your office on the way to work. They're literally holding a postcard in their hand, calling from a tracking number, and they still will say something <laughs> random. Like yeah, that. that makes sense. Oh, I think I saw you online. I think I saw you online. They're literally holding a postcard. So the front desk <laughs> you're sometimes – right? You're tracking a number. Right. So you know. Right. That <laughs> number funny. exists nowhere else. That, that number literally exists nowhere else. So we know they're calling from that. So it helps <laughs> us at the end of our campaign. We actually do an audit where we compare – what you guys reported in your practice management software, we run like a new patient report over the last three months or something, uh, depending on the time frame, And we audit it versus our call log and all the names and phone numbers that we've heard or recorded. And we audit those. And almost every time there's a, an extra 20 to 30% of callers that scheduled that the, the, the office doesn't even know were from the postcard. Hmm. Almost always, they'll put Facebook or drove pat or word of mouth where they're. I have a physical recording of the person calling. <laughs> so 
why is that important? Well, the office still is getting benefit, and that's great. They're coming there. But how, when we re-strategize and we retarget maybe your hottest neighborhoods, where you're getting your best response from, um, what offers are people asking about on that card? And that's where the in-house plan really has just skyrocketed. And that's why I'm really glad you have have me, have me on here. Is you know I, I'm noticing also on these on these on our postcard designs, if we really beef up that in-house plan and 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 Put the, it on the, the messaging. Back. What I want the, yeah, the yeah. messaging on it where people can kind of get their arms around it. Because what I have seen is I've seen a lot of front desk really stumble through introducing it. Yeah, as a, absolutely. As, we listen to those recordings, and the clearer it can be delivered, and sometimes with a little text on the on the on the postcard, it kind of helps the front desk kind of get to the get through it a little better. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I see a lot of these calls with so many people, you know, not interested in, in continuing on their, their insurance or losing dental insurance. You know, people, this, the plan I've really seen is a solution. Now, on the postcard, I still want to feature, um, I want an offer. And this is a lot of people ask me about offers. Well, what offer works? You see free whitening every card you've ever seen or a $49 exam x-ray cleaning, right? You saw our exam and x-ray. Yeah. You've seen those over and over and over again. So when I look at offers, what what I want the postcard to have is I want something that resonates with as many people possible. So I, I get calls sometimes like, hey, I just want to feature my implant. Now, now I'm doing implants or uh-huh. I just want to feature Invisalign or these bigger cases, right? Try to swing for the fences, so to speak. Well, what about the person that needs three crowns who just looked over your card because they think you're just an implant specialist? Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I like to have an offer that speaks to all these audiences. One that speaks to the the insurance world for example if you're still filing on 50 60 percent of your people well you still should probably have an offer for some of those people right Mm -hmm. but the other 40 percent of your practice or however your dynamics are is is fee-for-service folks well you need something that resonates with them and that's where i really see the in-house plan tie in nicely because we will get calls and they'll specifically ask right on that first call hey tell me about your in-house plan i just lost my insurance or tell me your in-house plan i'm thinking about dropping mine yeah or and and those kind of things are super helpful in in resonating with your audience and specifically driving those calls so offers are a huge factor in in what we put together on the design yeah no and i i would agree because i've seen i mean some of our most successful practices here at boom cloud um, when they're, you know, trying to grow their membership programs, uh, we always tell them to use some type of marketing, you know, channel. Um, th- this particular practice that I'm thinking of has close to 2,000 members that are paying them monthly fees. I think the practice charges 25 bucks a month for their monthly um, and like 200 bucks a, a year for their yearly. They've got two, close to 2,000 members, and the majority of those members came through direct mail marketing, right? Um, which, yeah, great. like, most our successful practices are doing that, right? They use direct mail to grow because you can tap into other networks, like you mentioned earlier, Aaron. Yep. You can tap into networks that you're not, you know, um, that you don't have reach, you know, unless you, yeah. So that's yeah, well, I, I think uh, just a quick comment on that, Jordan, is yeah. what, what I see is online is obs- absolutely, I want re- good reviews. I want a good website. I want all of these things. Of course. But typically what I see is online network is it's more retroactive. You're kind of waiting for people to find you. Yeah. And the beauty of direct mail is you're proactively putting yourself in front of these people. Now, is everyone going to call? No. I'm, in fact, I'm the first one to say, you know, you hear, oh, it's junk mail. I just throw it away. 
That's fine. <laughs> in fact, 9,900, you can mail 10,000 cards and 9,980 can throw it away. The 20 that don't just made you a lot of money. Yeah. Because that's now true. you're in those homes, those families, and now they're going to start referring their networks and their coworkers and things like that. And that's, that's what's really cool about actually tracking the back end is my offices don't have to guess how well it worked. I will show them all 20 of those homes that responded, their names, and then three months from now, all the other family members that have came from them, mm -hmm. friends, referrals, et cetera. And now it's not an expense. It's a, a huge it's investment. You know, ROI producer. Yeah. yeah well, it's an investment into your practice. So I, I think it's safe to say, Aaron, that you can we can say the same thing about just online stuff too. Not 100% of, of – patients surfing the web looking for practices are going to call the office. It's probably got similar results where, you know, you get, you know, a, a thousand people going finding the, the practice online, but only 20 of them call, right? Or, or some, you know, stat right. like that. I, I would think, I, I think that's pretty common in, in all marketing channels and not just direct mail. So by using multiple channels to, to market your, your practice, I mm -hmm. think that's the, the best strategy in my opinion. <clears throat> Yeah. No, ab absolutely. They all kind of work together. There's not just one, you know, silver magic bullet that an office should be doing. No, you should it be looking exist. at a, yeah. a at an overall approach to to drive them in. But I do recognize that you should find what is producing best and invest more dollars there, regardless of what that source is. You yeah. know, can you invest more dollars in some of these forms? In some of these areas, just you simply can't. You know, there there's only some of these online, you can only put so much into Facebook or so much into, uh, you know, paper clicks and some of these things. And, and that's where this is a nice supplement is to hit these, these new audiences. And one thing that's really, you got me thinking about that is, so one of the first steps we, we've worked really hard building a really cool tool that we call map IQ. Uh -huh. And what it does is when I first talk with an office is rather than just guess where to mail postcards. And this is what I see industry-wide. When someone does direct mail, they kind of draw a circle around their office uh -huh. and they say, okay, let's mail to close uh, two-mile radius or a four-mile radius or whatever it is. The problem is patients don't migrate in a perfect circle <laughs> to your office. <laughs> and it, it's not like, okay, I'm within a two and a half mile radius. I'm coming to this practice. <laughs> and it, it's just not the way that works. And so one of our the things that we've built with MapIQ that's really cool is when I talk to an office on the front end is I'll have them get into their practice management software. And I got instructions for all of them pretty much. And basically we pull a report of their new patients over the last few years. I like to look at two to three years worth of data, just their new patients. And I have them export their addresses. I don't need names. I don't need production. Mm -hmm. But one thing specifically I can look at is if they want to include if they're fee-for-service or in-house plan or insurance, if they keep that, then what I do is I go in and we pin drop where all their new patients are coming from. So you can visibly kind of get a lay oh, of the cool. land with pin drops. And I color code them based on the type of patient they are. Uh, you know, I have some offices that are even like a Medicaid. I can color them one color. I can color insurance-based or fee-for-service, whatever it is, for that particular office. Um, I can wow. eat, and and that's where it's kind of helpful because as I look at real fee-for-service practices, well, where where are these guys coming from as opposed to your insurance patients? Because we want to really beef up that that membership plan when we mail to these certain neighborhoods. So the reason we do that is where you know I've mailed, like I said, millions and millions of cards. Where I find the best results is targeting the neighbors and the neighborhoods of your current patients. They're typically okay. like-minded people. Think yeah. about your neighborhood. 
you typically have like-minded people, similar income, similar demographics, uh, you know, similar home values, all those kind of things. And it's also helpful because I work with a lot of dental offices that, uh, I don't know, sometimes we, we kind of drink our own Kool-Aid and we think we're a certain type of practice <laughs> um, or that we resonate with these certain type of patients. But when you actually pin drop them out and look at the demographics, it might not be exactly what you think you are. And that's okay. We just need to be realistic about it. Hey, this is where my patient base is coming from. Let's target these areas. Now, I also want to look at new neighborhoods and areas for growth as well. We look at, we run some, a new mover data too, to kind of look where your fastest growing neighborhoods are as well, because those people will be choosing a dentist within six months. According to Zillow, people will choose a new dentist as they move in. So, Hmm. so we kind of do a hybrid one. I want to target the neighbors of your current patients of your best, hottest areas. And it's interesting as I run these pin drops, there's practices that literally a, uh, you know, a block to the to the east, and they haven't had a patient in three years. But you go to the west, and there's hundreds of them, literally within a, a half mile, a mile. So understanding geographical barriers is a huge piece in direct mail. Interstates, rivers, free, you know, all these things play the, the other side of the track, so to speak. Yeah. Um, it's important to understand that because it's going to save you a lot of money by not mailing to those areas. And once you kind of get ahead and you're playing on house money, then we can p- look at experimenting in some of these newer areas, but there is higher risk. Yeah. And that's why I like play into the analytics first. No, that's, I think that's smart. Uh, it's a very different approach, you know, to direct mail that, that I've ever seen. Um, oh, I have a question. So in regards to yeah. growing dental membership programs, a lot of the, a lot of practices will target through direct mail, like 55 and up communities because they're, they're more likely to have retirement aged, you know, um, couples and, and people in the community and they typically don't have dental insurance. Have you ever seen, um, a practice use that strategy with, at least with what, with your service? Um, mm-hmm. or is that something new to you? Yeah, no, no, I've literally tried just about every type of mailing list, every type of data, every type of size of <laughs> I was card gonna say, you, probably you can imagine. Everything, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I- and, and we track it all so we don't have to guess because what sounds good to you and I might not be what actually works. Yeah, and exactly. I, yeah, I actually just had a conversation this morning, you know, with an office uh, uh, out in uh, Minneapolis or in Minnesota and that was the conversation. I, I know this design, you know, it's, we're not, it might not make sense to you per se, but this is what resonates. And it was an officer had never mailed. He'd been there for 30 years. So it was, you know, a little kind of set in his ways a little bit, so to speak, and, and <laughs> never done it. But, you know, at, at sometimes it is a bit of a, you know, leap of faith of, of trusting the, the analytics, trusting the stats, so absolutely, to speak. Yeah. But to your point, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, that, that senior population it's good, responds it's good really well. Yeah. But I also like to keep it. There's also a lot of really good neighborhoods that could be in, in between there. And there's yeah. plenty of younger fans. You know, I'm like, uh, Ben had mentioned, he read, read my, uh, my stat sheet there. I'm 41. So I'm right in the middle. I got four little kids and I'm living the zoo life right now, <laughs> Me uh, too, brother. you know, <laughs> running around with kids and trying to keep up with work and all the other things that are on your plate. But at the same point is there's people just like me that don't have dental, dental insurance. insurance also. I'm in that same and boat. I don't have yeah, dental insurance. Yeah, and an in-house plan. So you look at business owners who are, you know, live in some of these communities too. They're not going to be a 50 they're, – they're not on a 55-plus list. Totally. But a perfect candidate. Well, and then so if you think about it, you know, business owners like you and I, they may have 
other employees that do, probably don't have dental insurance because they're small business yeah. owners or they don't like dental insurance like me. <laughs> and, um, yep. you know, if you can get business owners attracted through direct mail, then they're more, yep. you know, they, they, they may end up signing their whole team up to, to your dental yep. membership program. No, that's so true. That's kind of, yeah, that's true. Idea. So, yeah. so I like leaving it a little more open rather than okay. get too, I, I, I'm not a big fan of lists, uh, cause I've used them all and they're never that accurate. There's no one knocking on a door every day. Hey, are you 65? Okay, perfect. You're on my list. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's, and, and it is scary how good data is at the same time. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's scary what you can actually find out out there in these homes and neighborhoods, but <laughs> y- you want to be careful and not get, um, you know, too dialed in on th- this is the magic list, so to speak, yeah, okay. because remember it's a numbers game. If you're mailing to 5,000 or 10,000 homes, like I said, you only need 10 or 20 homes to respond and it's going to be extremely profitable. So, yeah, uh, I, and, and there's different situations in every home. There's different needs. You're going to get one or two emergency calls just because you randomly hit the home on the right time. Yeah. I'll be the first one to admit that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and there, yeah. There's no strategy in that. You just happen to hit them at the right time where other ones, it is a strategic approach and they hit all of these, these, uh, you know, goals that you'd set out. This is the type of home we want to hit. This is, uh, you know, the income range and all those things, but it's, it's, it's keeping that, you know, kind of a broader approach, I think, but making sure you're hitting the right neighborhoods in general by and proximity to practice is seriously one of the most important criteria because you can have the best, the perfect family, but if they're too far away, they're just not going to come to you. It's too hard. Now, if they come to you and like you and have good experience, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll drive twenty miles, or if they're a referral from a friend or family member, they'll drive way further. But initially, for direct mail, we want to stay closer Close. to home, closer to the practice. And then, yep. when it comes to frequency, do you do you send messages every month? What what do you recommend? What have you seen out there with your analytics? What's the best practices? Yeah. Good question. So um, it really depends on the practice. And this is one thing that we've really worked hard to make sure that we never have this cookie cutter approach that you're just stuck doing this because this. So I look at every office uh, individually. um, And but I guess in a bigger perspective, so it depends on the area. So if, if there's just one particular zone, for example, you can't keep mailing to the same home every single month and expect it not to start getting diminishing returns or yeah. oversaturation and you start getting calls. Hey, can you stop mailing me stuff? You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, typically what I like to see, so depending on where your, your practice is too, as far as like if you're a grand opening versus a 30 year old practice that's been there for a long time okay. and you'll be surprised how few people actually know of your practice. I, you know, I'll talk to it and I'll, I've been here 30 years. Everybody knows me, in town. <laughs> but that's not actually true. You know, I, so, um, it, there's a different strategy, but in general, what I, uh, kind of sign up a, an initial office typically for put together an initial plan is for three different areas that we're going to target. So mailing one would go out month one, let's say April 1st, it hits homes. And then I like to go to the second area normally within uh, around a month later. So four to six weeks later, kind of depends on the office's budget, um, cash flow, and also their schedule. Because the beauty of direct mail is you get calls day one, but people don't want to schedule three, four weeks out. You're going to have more no-shows. They want to be able to be seen within a week or two because they're excited. They just got your piece. They just called the schedule. And this is your first, uh, you know, your first, uh, I, I guess, look at them. You know, it's, it's your first um, 
this first experience to really earn their long-term business and start to get those referrals and stuff like that. So um, it kind of depends on that, but typically you'd look at that and then mailing number three, four to six weeks after that. So over three months, you would hit each area once and each mailing has its own tracking number. So I know exactly who calls from the first area, second or third, even if they call three months from now or six months from now, I'll know it was from your first mailing in April, not mm. August or September. So it's important to, if you're, do, if they're doing direct mail to, to track every type of message and every, every campaign really. So, you yeah, know, well, so we, you know may, what's working. we may adjust the design, you know, the design changes too. Uh, you know, you have, you know, right now with, um, kind of more of the tax return side, I see more fee for service calls right now, just, you know, in-house plan calls because tax returns come around. People are feeling a little, mm, little yeah. bit about things. They've had a few uh, paychecks under their belt since the holidays, so they've kind of recouped. And these months are really great timing uh, for that particular, you know, driver. And and when I get into summer months, uh, I get a lot more kids scheduled because they know what their schedule is. They aren't in school. It makes it easier. And people sometimes worry, well, don't they have like summer camps and and family reunions? You do, but those are pretty much kind of planned. Yeah, yeah, they're planned. So you know what weeks those are happening. And you don't have to worry about taking them out of school and those things. So, yeah, yeah every kind of part of the year has a different message. And, and what I see a lot of people make a mistake is they, uh, with some other print houses, is what they'll do is they, they pre-print like 50,000 cards or 100,000 oh yeah. cards all at once. It's because it's more efficient, right, price-wise, yeah. yeah. You, you save a couple pennies per card. But the problem is, what if it doesn't work after two or three mailings? <laughs> You're stuck <laughs> mailing the yeah. same thing Goodness. over and over and over again. And you're, and it just drives me nuts. So for me, absolutely, it's worth the extra penny to be able to be more agile and nimble in your design. So it's always current, whether it's yeah, right now around sense. tax team or beat the summer rush uh, or, you know, whatever that, you know, the summer, summer new patient special, uh, join our in-house plan, you know, whatever, whatever angle we're doing. going at with that yeah. design. Yep. No, I think those are some good tips that, mo- you know, most practices probably don't think of. So... I, I think this has been an awesome episode, man. You've been extremely helpful and, and knowledgeable on the subject. Um, let's talk. Let's talk about your company a little bit. Um, okay. What you guys kind of like a you're like a a tech direct mail marketing company. Is that is that safe to say? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. I so it. I, I, I yeah, it. direct direct mail. You know, I, I, like I, I literally just got this testimonial last week from this uh, office. It's a startup office down in North Carolina, and she's just so sweet. This doctor, and uh, you know, huge leap of faith. You know, opening her own startup. And yeah. It's, and well, we know she how that goes. And it, she, <laughs> yeah. Right. Hell yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and she, and we've we've been through it, you know. I, you know, being, a, you know, a startup, so to speak, you know, in, in my sense, you know, it's there's a lot of work that goes into it and a lot of risk. And anyway, she wrote something to me that I kind of laugh about. She said in her testimonial, she said, you know, when I first talked to you, I thought direct mail was something that was so uh, archaic. <laughs> and I, I liked that word, and that's why I've now said it twice. And yes. I don't know that I've said it in, in years before, <laughs> over the last couple of years. Uh, but it really resonated with me because. Um, that's what she thought until she actually saw uh, the results and, and and how they were you know brought in. So we've taken this old archaic, for lack of better words, product and we've brought tech to it. Uh, you know yeah. the way we our software is incredible. And you know my business partner, you know Mark uh, Delore is just incredibly gifted and he's built some really cool tools. We both have years and years uh, working in this space and to but to be able to pin drop and target these 
neighborhoods and these homes for a practice on the front end and then be able to track every incoming call uh, and then post mailing go back and we pin drop where all your new patients came from from the mailings too so there's like that audit that i was talking about where we match all the data yeah and it's it i mean we actually have a mobile app so from your phone you can see every call you get every appointment Wow. where they called from, what design they called from. So mobile app in direct mail, no one else out there has that. No. Um, and that, that we also that have a desktop data. dashboard. Yeah, and it's right from your phone. Literally, you can get be getting your oil changed. I know how busy Dennis are. My father-in-law's mm-hmm. one. I have cousins and uncles that are them. And this, we're trying to build a solution. Once again, one product, one industry, ridiculously better than anyone else. That's, uh, That's what true. drives us. Yeah, no, I love it. I I think it's so cool that you you guys are making direct mail marketing, you know, a tech, you know, software using software and analytics. I think it's so rad. So, any of our listeners, if they're if you, if they are interested in contacting you and checking out what you guys are doing, what's the best, you know, what's the best contact info from website to phone number, email? Yeah. So uh, let me just start from the beginning. So MVP Melhouse okay. is the is our website dot com and. You can call my direct line, and I'll give you that. I actually prefer to talk. Yeah, we have a team that uh, you know works through all this, but I actually, you know, for your listeners too, I'll personally uh, work through a, an initial kind of proposal and plan, and kind of show them their area and give them strategy advice. Um, all 100% complimentary. Like I, I want you to have a good plan, and and understand it. So my direct line is eight seven seven four one zero two eight eight seven. Cool. Once again, 877-410-2887. And my email is Aaron at MVPMailhouse.com. Perfect. Awesome. So check out uh, Aaron's website. Email him if you have questions or want to chat with him. Call him as well. Um, if any of my list, my users of BoomCloud are, are listening to this, I would recommend checking out Aaron's service uh, because direct mail, from what I have seen, can be a wonderful way to grow your dental membership program and, and get a, you know a good chunk of recurring revenue um, going into your practice. So, reach out to Aaron um, and ask him questions. And, and do, do they do you do like a demo or or, uh, or yeah. anything with people? So okay. I like to schedule just like a, maybe a fifteen to twenty minute demo. I'll send you a share screen link. Cool. And literally, I'll, I'll I'll pull up your location. I'll come over our mapping. Now, I won't have your pins yet until you run me that list. Yeah. But I'll show you the the demographics of it. I walk you right through our our. I call it a scoreboard. Most people just call it a dashboard, but I like sports. So I'll <laughs> walk it. you through the it. scoreboard. You can see the mobile app all right from this demo. And like I said, uh, for your listeners, I'll I'll personally do that. Schedule it with them myself. Perfect, man. No, I'm excited. So go do that today, Ben. Do you have any uh, final thoughts? I know you've been chilling there <laughs> is he there maybe he's sleeping <laughs> right. he took some early nyquil yeah. he took some nyquil he took some nyquil and he's out and yeah so anyways reach out to aaron uh, aaron thanks so much for coming on our show today this has been fantastic man yeah that was good hopefully there were some tips there that could help everyone so awesome Absolutely. thank you so much appreciate it jordan all right rock on